0: You gotta hear this. <laughs> this is Joe Mann and we are reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. We're on page 45. A Breakthrough in Hearing. This is chapter one, Desire. The little deaf boy went through the grades, high school and college without being able to hear his teachers except when they shouted loudly at close range he did not go to a school for the deaf we would not permit him to learn the sign language we were determined that he should live a normal life and associate with normal children and we stood by that decision although it cost us many heated debates with school officials While he was in high school, he tried an electrical hearing aid, but it was of no value to him. During his last week in college, something happened which marked the most important turning point of his life. Through what seemed to be mere chance, he came into possession of another electrical hearing device, which was sent to him on trial. He was slow about testing it, due to his disappointment with a similar device. Finally, he picked up the instrument and more or less carelessly placed it on his head, hooked up the battery and low. As if by stroke of magic, his lifelong desire for normal hearing became a reality. For the first time in his life, he heard practically as well as any person with normal hearing. Overjoyed because of the changed world which had been brought to him through his hearing device, he rushed through the telephone, called his mother, and heard her voice perfectly. The next day, he plainly heard the voices of his professors in class for the first time in his life. For the first time in his life, he could converse freely with other people without the necessity of their having to speak loudly. Truly, he had come into possession of a changed world. The sire had commenced to pay dividends, but the victory was not yet complete. The boy still had to find a definite and practical way to convert his handicap into an equivalent asset. The deaf boy helps others. Hardly realizing the significance of what had already been accomplished, but intoxicated with the joy of his newly discovered world of sound, he wrote a letter to the manufacturer of the hearing aid, enthusiastically describing his experience. Something in his letter caused the company to invite him to New York. When he arrived, he was escorted through the factory and while talking with the chief engineer, telling him about his changed world a hunch an idea or an inspiration call it what you wish flashed in his mind it was this impulse of thought which converted his affliction into an asset destined to pay dividends in both money and happiness to thousands for all times to come the sum and substance of that impulse of thought was this it occurred to him who that he might be of help to the millions of deafened people who go through life without the benefit of hearing devices if he could find a way to tell them the story of his changed world. For an entire month, he carried on an intensive research during which he analyzed the entire marketing system of the manufacturer of the hearing device. He created ways and means of communicating with the hard of hearing all over the world for the purpose of sharing with them his newly discovered changed world. When this was done, he put in writing a two-year plan based upon his findings. When he presented the plan to the company, he was instantly given a position for the purpose of carrying out his ambition. Little did he dream when he went to work that he was destined to bring people in practical relief to thousands of deafened people who, without his help, would have been doomed forever to deafness. There is no doubt in my mind that Blair would have been a deaf mute all his life if his mother and I had not managed to shape his mind as we did. When I planted in his mind the desire to hear and talk, And live as a normal person there went with that impulse some strange influence which caused nature to become bridge builder and span the gulf of silence between his brain and the outer world truly a burning desire had has devious ways of transmuting itself into its physical equivalent blair desired normal hearing now he has it He was born with a handicap which might easily have sent one with a less defined desire to the street with a bundle of pencils and a tin cup. The little white lie I planted in his mind when he was a child by leading him to believe his affliction would become a great acid has justified itself. Verily there is nothing, right or wrong, which belief plus burning desire cannot make real. These qualities are free to everyone. One short paragraph in a news dispatch concerning MME. Schumann Heink gives the clue to this unusual woman's stupendous success as a singer. And we will talk about her story on the next, next segment. You gotta hear this. Desire works magic for a singer. This is Joe Mann, and we are reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Step one toward riches, desire. One short paragraph in a news dispatch concerning MME schumann Heink gives the clue to this unusual woman's stupendous success as a singer. I quote the paragraph because the clue it contains is none other than desire. Early in her career, MME Schumannhank visited the director of the Vienna Court Opera to have him test her voice, but he did not test it. After taking one look at the awkward and poorly dressed girl, he he exclaimed, none too gently, with such a face and with no personality at all. How can you ever expect to succeed in opera? My good child, give up the idea. Buy a sewing machine and go go to work. You could never be a singer. Never is a long time. The director of the Vienna Court Opera, knew much about the technique of singing. He knew little about the power of desire when it, when it assumes the proportion of an obsession. He had known more and more of that power. He would not have made the mistake of condemning genius without giving it an opportunity. Several years ago, one of my business associates became ill. He became worse as time went on and finally was taken to the hospital for an operation. The doctor warned me that there was little if any chance of ever seeing him alive again, but that was the doctor's opinion. It was not the opinion of the patient. Just before he was wheeled away, he whispered feebly, Do not be disturbed chief, I will be out of here in a few days. The attending nurse looked at me with pity, but the patient did come through safely. After it was all over, his physician said, nothing but his own desire to live saved him he would have pulled through if he had not refused to accept the possibility of death i believe in the power of desire backed by faith because i have seen this power lift men from lowly beginnings to places of power and wealth i've seen it rob the grave of its victims I have seen it serve as the medium by which men stage come back after having been defeated in a hundred different ways. I have seen it provide my own son with a normal, happy, successful life, despite nature's having sent him to the world without ears. How can one harness and use the power of desire? This has been answered through this and the subsequent chapters of this book, through some strange and powerful principle of mental chemistry, which... She has never divulged, nature wraps up in the impulse of strong desire, that something which recognizes no such word as impossible, and accept no such reality as failure. Points to pin down. When desire focuses great forces toward your victory, you do not need any way to retreat. Victory is certain. Six definite steps. Shown here turned Desire into gold. For Andrew Carnegie, these principles were worth $100 million. Desire built new victory out of temporary defeat. It was Desire that built one of the world's greatest department stores literally upon ashes. A boy without ears learned to, sh- to hear. A woman with no chance became a great opera singer. A sick man whom he doctors expected to die pulled through safely. Desire was the force that aided these people with some strange but natural mental chemistry. There are no limitations to the mind except those we acknowledge. Step two toward riches. Faith. Faith is the head chemist of the mind. When faith is blended with thought, we will talk about this